Welcome to the Less Doing Podcast, where you will learn how to start living more by doing less. Let me help you optimize, automate, and outsource your entire life so you can focus on doing the things you love. Now here's your host, Ari Mizell. Welcome back to the Less Doing Podcast. I'm your host, Ari Mizell, and my very, very special guest and good friend, Joe Polish, is here with me today. So Joe, thank you for taking the time out of your very busy schedule to talk to me. You are welcome, Ari. Good to be here. <laughs> I am welcome. I appreciate it. You know, I mean, you're, you're, <laughs> uh, so, so this is probably the most exciting thing that's going to happen to you all day is what, the, what I just there wanted you to go. point out. <laughs> Uh, so uh, if any of you have been following my stuff for a long time you've definitely heard of joe before joe was one of the great speakers at the first less doing live event in 2015 he's been on the podcast a bunch of times i've been on his uh so uh i mean i i can do a full intro but i mean so joe has the genius network which is the highest level group for uh, marketers in the entire world and brings in the most amazing talented accomplished speakers ever to uh really multiply their efforts but he's got a lot of other interests as well including addiction recovery and really just helping i said entrepreneurs in general but so joe nowadays like how do you when someone asks you what do you do what do you say i still try to figure it out i mean i wish i had like the perfect elevator uh pitch or, or things along those lines but i uh, the six word intro. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, it, it, what's, what's really interesting is like a lot of people try to think they have some articulate thing down all the time. Like for instance, when people ask me about recovery as an example, I say, I want to change the global conversation about how people view and treat addicts with compassion instead of judgment and find the best forms of treatment that have efficacy and share those with the world. So that's exactly what I do in the field of uh, addiction recovery with uh, geniusrecovery.com and then artistsforaddicts.com, which are two platforms that I've created. As far as helping entrepreneurs, I help build a better entrepreneur. And Genius Network is a, a tribe of tribal leaders, and we just bring them together and have uh, very interesting conversations about shit that's going to help them be better, not just making more money and getting better clients, but also getting the right types of clients, getting the right type of work. So you can have what I call an elf business, easy, lucrative and fun versus a half business, which is hard, annoying, lame and frustrating. And that happens by uh, organizing the very best discussion groups that have a lot of free flow conversations based on topics to help people figure out what needs to be solved in their life and bring in the smartest people. Cause I say in order to have uh, you know, a genius network, which any problem in the world can be solved with the right genius network. And I just bring that genius network to people. And in order to have a genius network, you got to do genius networking, meaning you have to connect with other people with skills and capabilities and brilliant ways of going about doing stuff in order to be the most productive and the most uh, effective. And, uh, you know, that's, it's an activity, G you know, to have a genius network, you have to be a genius networker and you got to do genius networking. And so I'm a genius networker and a lot of people are not. So I bring them all together and I provide the network for them. And then, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's not the lowest priced uh, group in the world. You know, it's, 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 it's very high priced compared to what some people would look at a, seminar or whatever. However, uh, it's probably the best investment that any of my clients that take it seriously could ever 
ever make because you know they're going to pay twenty five thousand a year for Genius Network or a hundred thousand dollars a year for Genius X, but they're going to spend that much money. They're going to waste that much money on you know things they're going to pay for anyway. And in a lot of ways, I we save them the uh, the hassle, the uh, you know the, keep a lot of people from being advertising victims, uh, transform people's lives with their health and how they spend their time and who they spend their time with and getting them to drop stuff that doesn't help them, you know, all all that sort of ways. And that's how, of course, you know, we take things like what you're doing and we combine the skills and capabilities with everyone in it, you know, so you help a lot of uh, our clients. Uh, You're, you obviously get a lot of clients and a lot of connections. I mean, you know, if you just look at the first domino, like I'm the first domino for a lot of people, you know, they come into my world, I introduce them to certain people and then all of the stuff they want to have happen has this cascading effect. So that, that would be the, that would be kind of a spill of what it is that I, that I do. So the, uh, it's, I've never heard you describe yourself as the first domino, which I, I think that's actually a really interesting descriptor because so one of the things that I talk about with less doing is that, you know, we, we know, I mean, I didn't create this. Obviously, people know that multitasking doesn't really exist. But one of the things I talk about is parallel tasking. And with parallel tasking, what I akin it, what what it's sort of uh, related to is this idea that you sort of flick the domino, right? That first domino, and then you kind of go back to what you're doing. So that right. idea of you being a first domino is interesting to me. And I would also point out that, you know, as much access as you have to talent and learning and information and how you've, you've, you've incredibly successfully built this business up from nothing completely, you know, on your, from your own druthers, basically, you're still an incredible student and you're always learning too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, school's never out for the pro, I guess is, is the, is the cliche. Uh, and by the way, Patrick Gentempo is the one that actually gave me the term the first domino when he described what it is that I do. I actually own the uh, URL now, the first domino.com. We haven't done anything with it yet. Uh, maybe I should outsource that to you. And have, uh, have that. Yeah, sure. So, but you know, it's uh, yeah. But I I constantly pay for education. I mean, I've been a strategic coach for over twenty years. I'm part of a lot of different groups, and uh, you know, uh, a lot of what the right groups do is they don't cost any time and they don't cost any money. Uh, education is uh, painfully slow, especially if you try to do it on your own. And I'm also a big believer that unlearning is more important than learning. So people are, a lot of people are running around trying to learn stuff. And I run around trying to unlearn the things that I thought were so that are not. <laughs> and uh, things right. that I thought were useful that were not. And I mean, even, even in the field of like outsource is an example, there's, there's conditioning in me that wants to hold on to things that make it difficult at times for me to delegate or to let someone else do it. And so, you know, the, all of the stuff that is needed strategy and processes and methodologies and skills and talents and capabilities to do pretty much almost anything you want to do given in a, you know, in a free country like America, uh, you know, is out there. The question is to what degree are you resourceful? To what degree are you able to, access resources and to what degree are you able to let go of all the bullshit that prevents you from accessing it? And so, you know, there's, there's a, there's a lot to immersing yourself in new perspectives, new forms of education, new forms of way of ways of getting things done. And when I 
pursue knowledge, read a book, go to an event, get involved in a, in a group discussion more than anything, I'm just trying to shift my perspective. Cause once I have a different way of looking at things, I can, I can get things done. So a lot of people are looking for the to do's or what to do and all that. And as it all started with Dean Jackson, we started doing a, a lot of podcast episodes, you know, a couple of years ago about uh, who versus what, you know, people try to figure out what to do, but if you find the right, who the right, who will bring the what with them. And then you can, you know, so spending more time finding who's versus trying to learn what to do is always a more effective way to, to get done what you want to get done. If you're a growth minded entrepreneur, some people are not growth oriented, they're lifestyle oriented. So I'm, I'm an achievement entrepreneur, not a lifestyle entrepreneur. So, uh, achievement entrepreneurs can either be on treadmills if they don't know what the hell they're doing, or they can be on ladders and they can keep going higher. And then lifestyle entrepreneurs just try to keep everything as balanced and as peaceful and as, you know, support their lifestyle. But, you know, those people bore the shit out of me. So I like people that are achievement entrepreneurs. <laughs> sure, of course, that makes sense. Um, and also, I'll just point out for a second here that one of the reasons that Joe and I are talking now, because he's been on the podcast a few times, is that uh, coming up June 20th to the 22nd, we have our next, next Less Doing Live event in LA, and Joe will be there not only as a speaker, but as a participant. And so uh, Joe was at the very first Less Doing Live event, and so it's going to be great to have him back. These events are three-day events where we we set the foundation the second day is really a master class and that's part of where joe's going to be speaking and that third day is all about implementation so uh and you can find out more about that in the show notes when you are talking to either young entrepreneurs or any i guess any entrepreneurs or people in the, in the network uh, or or that are not just people that you meet and they have some sort of challenge is this and since you said you sort of have to unlearn some things is your sort of initial reaction typically like you need to basically find the who and then figure it out from there or it, it, i mean how does that usually go well yeah i mean it, it'll eventually get there uh, in, in most situations like if someone wants to talk to me or they want to you know for, first off putting someone in a resourceful state of mind of where they're currently at is useful. So when, and as you know, this in genius network, uh, when we start every genius network meeting, we typically start with, uh, a discussion on a positive focus, which is a methodology from Dan Sullivan, which is getting everyone of, you know, what's, what's going on right now in your life. That's positive. Even if someone's going through a shit storm, uh, you know, where are they at right now? So a place to really open someone up and get them into a, place of being able to listen. Like for instance, the whole concept of learning, a lot of people don't know how to learn. I mean, they're very, they're very True. poor at learning. They, they can read a lot of books and then go to a lot of seminars, but they're not even in a place where they're, the soil is prepped, where they, where anything can grow out of it. So getting someone's brain into a place where it can absorb you know, it's kind of like a stomach that's completely full. You can't shove more food in it and, and expect the digestion to be very, you know, uh, efficient and effective. So the mind is no different. You know, a person can't be utterly exhausted and then you're sitting there trying to give them things that are going to help them work. So starting with a positive focus is always a good way to go into any, any sort of conversation. Then we ask people, where are you? Where do you want to go? You know, how are you going to get there? I mean, we'll ask why they want to do some of the things they do, but that's always a great way to open you know, three questions. Where are you right now? You know, tell the truth. Where, where do you want to go? 
and how are you going to get there? And if people can tell me where they're at and where they want to go, then I can guide them on how to get there based on what's the outcome. What's the outcome that we're looking for? So I always, you know, I mean, and, and I'll say this to people all the time. If you are reading a book, if you're attending a seminar, if you're listening to a podcast, do it from the frame of reference of what needs solved. You know what? So the things that I do throughout the day, the people that I seek out, the you know, like when I'm going to go to your event as a student and a part, you know what I'm going to share with people, just so if anyone's, if we're going to utilize this as a way to say, hey, you should come to this thing and meet this dude named Joe Polish. What I'm going to talk about is, uh, well, what, what I'm going to talk about, people don't even know yet. I'm not, they have to wait till they're there and then I'll, <laughs> you know, then I'll surprise them. The, one of the themes that I'm going to talk about is how to have an elf business, which is an easy, lucrative, fun business versus a half business, which is hard, annoying, lame, and frustrating or hard, annoying, lucrative, and frustrating. Cause some people make a lot of money, but they have to like literally bleed to death every day, uh, right. mentally, uh, metaphorically speaking. And, you know, uh, easy, liberating and fun in your personal life, easy, lucrative and fun in your business life. And there are ways to set up an actual health business. So, so those are some of the things that, uh, that I will share and what I will talk about. And a lot of that's a mindset. And, and of course, a lot of this comes from me having, uh, you know, intentionally or unintentionally, subconsciously or consciously, uh, having spent, you know, many, many years. I mean, I've had my marketing company since 1994. I've worked with some of the smartest entrepreneurs on the planet. I've made tens of millions of dollars. I mean, you know, there's a lot of uh, experience and a lot of lessons and a lot of learning. And a lot of that is helping people to avoid a lot of the stupid shit that I got myself in. You know, I mean, I've, I've made a million, uh, you know, mistakes and I've gone down paths that hopefully my experience will remind some people not to go into it or maybe prevent others. And there's been a, a tremendous amount of stuff that I, that I've done right. But the ultimate question is what needs solved. That's, that's where to, that's what to ask yourself. That's what to ask. You know, I ask clients, you know, what needs solved and what, whatever, and if they can get clear on what they want to solve, or at least if they're not clear, we can, I can be that sounding board. We can have that discussion, then we can solve it, or we can at least start taking the steps in order to solve it. So it's one of the you know, greatest questions. And one of my actual clients, uh, Mike Aguilera, actually is the one that I first had that conversation with about what needs solved. And it's a great way when you're overwhelmed, you know, if you're overwhelmed with, Oh my God, there's so many stuff, so many things to read, so many, so many events to go to. So if someone's going to come to your event, if they came to it with, okay, you know, here's what needs solved. And a lot of times people don't know right. what needs solved. They get so overwhelmed that they don't even know how to think about it, which is why you should not worry alone. I mean, you can if you want, but it's kind of painful. So if you can worry with other people, the, the worry will go away. Um, I heard a line the other day, which is um, fear is just excitement without the breath, where yeah. you can get very excited about things, but if you're just stressed, you know, it's, and you're not breathing through it, then you're not, you know, you're not reacting to life uh, you're responding, you know, you're responding to life. So, um, yeah. In your, uh, so what in your business right now, like what's, what's a challenge for you? Building a team right now, building uh, a team of people in the area of, uh, of addiction and recovery, because these are not easily to find people. Like for instance, there's a lot of things that I outsource, which I do, you know, I've, uh, an amazing writer and copywriter named JR that, does so much stuff uh, for me. I have social media people. I have conversion experts. I have database people. 
there's a, a whole myriad of things that I outsource. And then I also have, you know, a team of uh, 11 full-time employees uh, in the area of, of addiction recovery, which I currently don't make any money from. I do it because it's just lives are being lost every day because of the worst global addiction crisis in human history is uh, where we're at right now. And so I'm building these platforms, but I, you know, I try to bring in people that are a in recovery, uh, B, they understand addiction and they understand that addiction is a response to trauma and they're, uh, you know, they, they're very uh, passionately interested in it, not from the financial ramifications, which is unfortunately a lot of people that treat addiction aren't really solving it. All they're doing is trying to figure out how to monetize human suffering. And I want to eradicate uh, human suffering. I don't want to try to make money off of these people that are struggling. I want to, you know, I want to help reduce or eliminate the suffering by getting to the core traumas and educating people about how we're, you know, addiction is a connection disorder. You know, I mean, everything that I do is about, about connection and genius network is about connecting entrepreneurs. Uh, genius recovery is about connecting people struggling or, you know, family members that are struggling with addiction to connect them. So it's, it's building, it's literally building that, that team of, of people. Uh, and, and I'd be curious to see, you know, from your, uh, your knowledge and everything, your expertise of, of that, and that could be a mental block for me thinking that, oh, I need to have people that are totally versed in, in, in recovery and are recovering addicts. Uh, Cause I, I tend to find that people that don't have a personal experience with the pain of recovery can talk about it like they understand it, but they really don't understand it. And so uh, and I, and you obviously don't want to have people that are in active addiction, uh, you know, running or heading up a lot of what you're doing. Cause <laughs> when you're in active addiction, your life is a little out of control or a lot out of control. Well, right. I mean, I guess that goes back to thinking about what, what are you trying to solve for? Right. And so if you, do you, do you need people that understand it in order to overcome or, you know, achieve the goal, I guess, in some ways, and maybe you do, I just, it's, yeah, yeah. No, I, th I think I do. I think I do. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm always exploring this every day. Like for instance, uh, I have a new addiction book, uh, that I did with our, our buddy, Hal Elrod called the miracle morning for addiction recovery, which comes out, uh, you know, June 25th at the time that we're doing this recording, that'll be in the, here in a, uh, very shortly. And, uh, you know, I had Anna David, who's one of our co-authors. Nana's, you know, been in recovery for many, many years, written six books on recovery, New York times, uh, bestselling author, and, you know, people that are in recovery that are, uh, that are sober and that are driven and care. I mean, these people are, they work their asses off. Uh, I mean, you know, they don't drink, they don't party. <laughs> they, uh, they're very interested in, in being of service to other people. And so, you know, I want more of those people and I want those people that actually, so, so I, I, I think, I think that's it. So yeah. So, so some of the things that I'm working on right now, are just building a team, Dan Sullivan has this great line that the skills that get you out of Egypt are not the same skills that get you to the promised land. So I have a great team and my great team has got me up to where we're currently at right now. So the, you know, the Einstein quote, the same level of thinking needed to, to, you know, the same level of thinking that created the problem is not the same level of thinking needed to, to solve it. So as you keep going up, different levels, you're always adding capabilities because your, your current capabilities got you to where you're at right now. 
And in order for me to go beyond those capabilities, I need to bring in um, more capabilities. So right now, it's more who's. You know, I just need newer and different who's uh, to keep climbing the ladder uh, that I'm on. That's that's one area. Another is is a perpetual challenge that you always hear me uh, talk about, which is just the sheer volume of of communication that I get when you make yourself a little well known in, on purpose or accidentally, and I'm not sure if I did it on purpose because I I'm one of these guys that like shies away from this whole guru stuff and this whole personality brand while simultaneously running a business that you know has me very much in the forefront. And I also have a love hate relationship with the whole, you know, expert industry, the guru business, because I don't like referring to myself as a guru uh, in any way, shape or form. And, you know, I mean, it's it's I never uh, I never take my PR seriously, good or bad, uh, you know, because I'm just a human that has a bunch of personal problems, just like anyone else. I'm just very driven in in the areas that I'm I'm very driven. I just try to drive in ways that I don't crash. And a lot of people, they're so driven, they're, they're, you know, into active addiction, they're into, you know, complete workaholism. So uh, with me, it's, you know, I have a lot of people that try to communicate with me. And so filtering it and simultaneously being a nice person is challenging. And when I mean nice person, I, I try to respond to people that reach out. And most people that reach out to me never get to me, but they get to my office. And I want my, my team to courteously respond to if we can help someone to direct them and how we can help them. If, uh, if we can help them to nicely say, you know, uh, thank you for reaching out, but you know, this is not, uh, it's not a right fit for where we're at right now. Uh, it's just a lot though. I mean, we have literally thousands of people every week are reaching out to my office to trying to get a hold of something related to me or one of the projects that we're involved in. And it's, uh, it's a lot. So that's always, uh, it's, it's always, it's always kind of funny how to organize an avalanche. And I, and I think, uh, you know, I think, uh, a lot of people are, are sort of in that, that boat. And I think that's why a lot of people need what it is that, you know, you do and not just the, the methodologies, but just the mindset. Cause a lot of this is like, ah, you know, like, like what, you know, off, off the, uh, off the, let me ask you a question. Like, how would you define overwhelm? You know, cause a lot of times overwhelm is, either real overwhelm or it's perceived overwhelm. So how would you, how would you define overwhelm? Yeah, um, I think that there's like a tipping point for for most people where if anytime you find yourself in that like sort of firefighting mode, right? I mean, that that's whether you feel overwhelmed or not, that's sort of by definition, that's overwhelmed. But there's more, uh, a, a more positive way of looking at it is if you have opportunity in excess of what your infrastructure will support. So you can see that as a positive or negative, right? So if you're suddenly on the cover of Time Magazine and you have a thousand people contacting you to work with you, but you you don't have the capacity, that's overwhelm. And if you have, you know, fifty different people and family members and things needing things of you, and you don't have enough to support that, that's overwhelm. So anytime there's opportunity in excess of what your infrastructure will support, that's overwhelm. And that could be very. That, and just like you can have positive and negative stress, that can be positive. Or mostly, most of the time, it can be very negative for people. Yeah, well, say uh, okay. So, uh, excess of what your infrastructure can support, um, I definitely uh, in in currently in that state right now, and so I'm wanting to to build that infrastructure. Yeah, and so that's and I think a lot of yeah. no, no, go ahead, no, go ahead. 
No, I mean, that's what a lot of my clients are dealing with on a, on a regular basis. And so, um, that's the, uh, that's the booby trap of when you, uh, I always tell people though, you know, uh, we're going to potentially create management problems for you if you actually use our marketing strategies and ideas. Cause sometimes people that, ah, you know, I need more clients. I need more clients. And then we, well, here's what you need to do. And guess what? They need to get more, they get more clients. And then they start having, Oh, well, how do we handle it all? Like, well, there you go. That's a much better problem to have than going broke and not having enough business. So, uh, at least I think it is. Sometimes you, you actually can make too many sales. You can have too much business. So, uh, most people though do not go out of business for, uh, you know, I've, why'd you go out of business? I just had too many customers who wanted to buy our stuff. I mean, it's, that's, that's rarely the thing. Although I have seen it happen. I've seen people grow so fast that they, uh, you know, something starts slipping, you know, they, the, the service begins to, to become terrible or, you know, the person, you know, has a, has a meltdown because they're not getting enough sleep. So, you know, I mean, in my life, and I, I haven't even said much about this. I mean, my number one priority is, uh, is, uh, taking care of the million dollar racehorse. Cause if you're a, if you got a racehorse that needs to win million dollar races, you don't shove fast food down its throat. You don't, you know, give it lack of uh, sleep. You don't let it drink, you know, sodas, which is like liquid Satan. I mean, you feed it good food, you give it proper rest, proper nutrition, proper exercise. And if you do that race is that horse is going to win races. You don't, you know, you make the environment for that horse very conducive to, to winning races. You don't have the horse, you know, practicing on a track with barbed wire and broken glass and, you know, crap everywhere. You literally, you know, you, you give that horse what is needed for that horse to perform the best. And it's, it's an, you know, it's an, an analogy. However, like a lot of entrepreneurs that want to be million dollar producers, I mean, they treat themselves like shit. I mean, they, they work themselves to death. They don't have rest or relaxation. So, um, yeah, my thing is, uh, is, uh, that's, that's my first priority now. If, if, and I, and I do, I, you know, I did yoga yesterday. I, I, I work out almost daily. I meditate, uh, almost daily. Uh, I eat a very clean diet. And so once I have that foundation, then I'm like, okay, you know, how do I, how do I perform and interact with all this other stuff? Right. And, and so I'll just say one more point on that and then we can sort of get to the last question here because I want to be respectful of your time. The, a lot of times you really see there's a constraint and a lot of times that constraint is the founder or the, the leader of some sort. And as you just said, you know, you have to take care of the racehorse. So I really think that, you know, all other things being equal, if you have a good idea and there's a market for your idea and, you know, you're reasonably intelligent, like you should do okay. You, you, maybe you won't have, be a unicorn, but you should do okay. And a lot of times that doesn't happen because of some sort of constraint. And usually that is the bottleneck that is the founder. And Vern Hardish has a really great saying, which is that, you know, the bottleneck on a bottle is always at the top. So, um, right. so, all right. So the last question. That right. we, well, uh, no, it's true. And you know, the, go ahead. The, the fish, the fish rots from the head down is, uh, is I think the mafia yeah, saying, right. right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, and, and, uh, and then there's also the whole extreme ownership idea too. So, but all right. So the last question that I always like to ask on these interviews, and you've answered this before, but your answers changed and I love them. So what are your top three pieces of advice for people to be more effective? 
Okay. Well, I would definitely say that as weird as this sounds, you know, you have to be a fit animal. I mean, at the end of the day, I say this sort of sarcastically to be semi-amusing, but, you know, humans are monkeys that drive cars, right? (laughs) And uh, pretty soon we probably won't even even be driving cars. You know, if you have children under the age of 10, they may never drive, you know, because of autonomous vehicles in the future. But nonetheless, uh, you got to be a fit animal. I mean, you have to really take care of the vessel that carries you around. You know, at the end of the day, work is just a series of to-dos done in a certain way in order to produce uh, a certain result. And so we have to take care of yourself. That's sleep, exercise, nutrition. Uh, That's one. The second is you need to cut ties with dishonest, negative, lazy uh, people that have no integrity, that are not reciprocal. Uh, Align yourself with people that are aligned with you, that have a a great value system. Uh, And and third, um, you know, focus on uh, give how you protect your attention. I mean, the number one thing for entrepreneurs to get something done is, is to be very uh, aware and conscious of what gets your attention and place your attention on things that matter to you, your own value system, your, your thing. And so for instance, if what needs to be solved is you need to make more money, then you need to place attention on marketing because you know, marketing is the oxygen that makes a business work. So if a, if a business or an entrepreneur is gasping for, for air, you know, if you had all of your oxygen limited or taken away, you're going to, you're going to die. And so a business without marketing is going to be like a, uh, you know, an organism that has no access to the, the fuel it needs. So like a human, as an example, needs oxygen. So, uh, you know, focus, uh, give your attention to what needs solved. And that's why I place such a heavy emphasis on, on, on marketing because marketing is everything as it relates to, uh, building and growing a business. And there are success recipes. There's recipes that work and there's recipes that don't work. So as you put your attention on a particular thing, you also need to have the thing that you're doing be something that actually works. And that's why it's really not very intelligent to try to reinvent the wheel. You know, people confuse innovation with, uh, thinking they're being artistic and creative when in many cases, you know, some of the most innovative people only innovate <laughs> the application of proven recipes. You know, like if, if, there, if you, if you want to make a particular meal and it's like the most delicious meal ever, you know, do you need to really be innovative or do you simply, maybe your innovation is, well, you know, I, I want to cook in a certain type of pan that doesn't have like toxic plastic that's going to come into this delicious meal. I mean, maybe that's your extent of innovation, but uh, there's success recipes everywhere. And so uh, reinventing the wheel uh, is in many cases, just an exercise in stupidity. And so my, my whole thing is, yeah, just what, what gets your attention and, and, and apply it. And, uh, and if you do that, uh, you know, you don't need a lot of tools in your toolbox in order to be successful. You just need to apply them in a, in a particular way. Uh, I mean, one of the biggest challenges with, with people today is they have so many options. And if you have a thousand options, you don't have any options as my friend Richard Rossi says. And so, yeah. And so just limit, limit uh, your focus and attention on the things that actually matter. Take really, really 
good care of yourself so that you are a fit animal and don't hang around assholes. You know, I mean, and if, if they come into your life, you know, nicely, uh, you know, nicely, uh, exit them out the building because some games in life, the only way you win is you don't play and you're never going to win a game with someone that's a bad player. It, it just doesn't work in partnerships. It doesn't work in marriages. It doesn't work in, uh, in, in joint ventures. It doesn't work with uh, team members. I mean, you have to align yourself with people that are aligned with you. And you also have to be that sort of person too. You know, there are some people that are just not very good entrepreneurs because they're not very good humans. And if, you know, if I do yoga because yoga helps increase the space between reacting to life and responding to life. And so if I'm in a responsive state, I function better as, 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 as a human. And if I'm in a reactive state, then I'm self-sabotaging. And in many ways, I'm being self-destructive. Like when I was in active addiction, I was reacting to everything. I mean, I was like a hot wire and, you know, you can't function very well with, uh, with that sort of place. So you have to take care of yourself so that you can respond. And that means also surrounding yourself with people that are, you know, healthy. Um, and you, but you have to be healthy yourself. So it's a two way street, you know, which means don't blame others. Uh, you know, if, if where you're at right now is in many ways, as if you're an adult, it's because of, you. It's the decisions you made. It's the books you've read. It's how you're spending your time. So that's, uh, there's probably like six things wrapped up in there sounding to be disguised as three, but the, uh, the three things are your health, uh, alignment and what's get your attention. Awesome. Well, I never, never failed this point, Joe, thank you again. And so first of all, thanks everyone for listening. Make sure to check out the LA event and hopefully you can come and hang out with us and, and meet Joe and hear what more about what he has to say. But in the meantime, uh, Joe, where would you direct people to if they want to find out more about what you're working on? JoePolish.com. And if you're a, if you're a really high level entrepreneur and you want to be part of the most amazing group, uh, tribe of tribal leaders, uh, check out, uh, well, come to our annual event, uh, our annual, I got Ray Kurzweil, that I'm interviewing this year, uh, I will have some of the highest level, most brilliant entrepreneurs sharing the newest, most effective things that have never been shared that they're doing effectively had never been shared before. And it'll happen at this year's genius network annual event. And so the, uh, you know, there's geniusnetwork.com, which is where people can access uh, everything people want from me is my name. Joe Polish, like nail polish or shoe polish, <laughs> JoePolish.com will link to everything. Uh, if someone wants to come to our annual event, go to um, Genius Network Events with an S, GeniusNetworkEvents.com. And if you are struggling with addiction or have a family member or someone struggling with addiction, GeniusRecovery.com, which is where we list every sort of community uh, available for free. Uh, podcasts and videos and articles, and currently nothing's being sold there. It's just a resource to help people that are struggling with addiction because that's my passion project. So I want to be a hero to entrepreneurs and people that are struggling with addiction. That's my world. So I appreciate it. Well, thank you again, Joe. Thanks for listening to the Less Doing Podcast. If you'd like to get more done in less time, join our exclusive community of entrepreneurs and visionaries, the Less Doing Labs. It's free and just for you. Go to lessdoinglabs.com slash more done.